Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a food tram sitting down by the street That leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship. All right. You <clears throat> need that Java to kick in. Good morning. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live with you every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. or 24 365 as a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can get all that information and find out more about the, the guys here in the bunkhouse at theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. My name is TJ Graney in the bunkhouse now. It's Cody Ryan. Oh, yeah. And the beef. Yahoo! Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, trying something new, man. Come on. The ranch hands get here early. Make sure the gate gets open. Make sure they fire up the old pot belly stove and uh, put it. Put the screws in the screen door because they just consistently find their way out and uh, put foil on that old coat hanger that gets a signal out to you, our regulator buddies, guys and gals listen to the show each week, and we appreciate you for doing that. Uh, man, I had a buddy yesterday I was talking to. He said, okay, I'm like busy all this week, but I have... I have a little bit of time on Saturday. Call me between 11 and 2. I'll be driving down to South Texas. And I thought, okay, he's either going down for some kind of bird hunt or he's going down for border control <laughs> or he's got MLD, managed land permits, and he's going down to do some coal hunting. And, man, he was going down to do some smack down on some deer in South Texas. He's got a, a place he hunts that's, 10,000 acres with the low fence in South Texas. Now that is like fishing in the ocean right there. And, uh, they were, they were chasing an old scraggle, scraggly horned deer. And, uh, and we got to talking about cats and coyotes and stuff like that. And a couple of weeks ago, they got a picture of a cat on their camera, one of their uh, feeder cameras. And it is a tomcat, like, whoa, Lord of mercy. That is a, it is a big lion. It is a big cat. A mountain anyway, lion. 
mountain lion. Yeah, mountain lion, and then uh, uh, I don't know if it was like a house cat. What you know, keep the mice away from the from the ranch cabin or what? It was a big old tabby, about 140 pounds. <laughs> and then I, our uh, my son-in-law, CJ, he's a predator hunter. He, uh, Matter of fact, he's probably somewhere down south right now. They're doing a big dog contest and the biggest uh, coyote you can kill. And last night, rumor had it last night, he called, called uh, Taylor, our daughter, my daughter, and said, uh, that he had a 43 pound uh coyote in the truck with him and that was just that and that was early they started at noon yesterday and i guess it goes till like five today six this morning or yeah something they like were that. they were going to come out to my place yesterday <laughs> and they said they and, might come out to mine yeah and i felt terrible because uh i had to text him back and tell him out uh, it's probably not good good to come out my neighbors behind me, which are weekenders, you know, they come out like once a month. Um, they were out, they came out yesterday and that's like the absolute direction that you shoot. If you're going to hunt what the areas that I got cleaned out for, you know, that are mowed and you can see the areas, uh, you would have to shoot straight back towards where my neighbors that come like once a month out to their property the one happened to happen to pull up in the one day that i told my you know brother-in-law that he can come out there and hunt coyotes and so they pull up and they're all outside like barbecuing and i'm like oh man that's like the one direction you know that little area if you pull up in my driveway and you face the pond their house is like right there you know didn't behind didn't... a group of trees and when you had the uh when you had that Airbnb ranch, mm -hmm. wasn't there the people behind it weekenders too? Yeah, they were they were weekenders too and they would drive they would come up every but they were they were they had a bunch of kids, they'd go crazy with shooting and do all kinds of whack. No, stuff. that was another neighbor over there. <laughs> what is it with you? They didn't my have neighbor, a bunch of kids, but my neighbor's like sixty cows. That's yeah. my neighbor. Yeah. But he well, never came to my place. I don't, I don't think he came out. He ought to have been coyote hunting out behind beefs. He did come got... out to your place. He told me he. <laughs> he did when yeah when I was texting him that uh, I just saw that my neighbors pulled up and they're outside barbecuing and right behind where he would be shooting. <laughs> it uh, said it's probably not a good idea. You know, if I but want to he keep said neighbors he was at my place, cause I can't, I couldn't get in touch with him. Yeah. He said, I just pulled up to your dad's or something. So. Oh, dang. Wow. <clears throat> well, I, good to know, I, huh, I told TJ? him, I said, I said, there's, you know, come out here and put the smack down on whatever you can. And, uh, it's funny, but he really needs to be, you know, hunting out of beefs out of beefs backyard. Cause they've got those, uh, those coyotes out there, coyotes over there that feed on yard dogs and cats. Yeah, yeah that's true. They do. They, they got to be some down plump little one. boogers over there. Yep. We had to uh, relive that whole thing of my sister's dog getting chomped by a coyote and, and me I, finding it. I didn't. Re so I didn't realize 
you know, kind of the depth of the story, but because when he was, so he goes out and finds his sister-in-law's dead chihuahua dog that the coyotes. It's a long-haired chihuahua that has all the little spricks and pointed hair and all that stuff. Spricks and pointed hair. Yeah. I don't know what chihuahua. chihuahua Let's get one of them. How about about that? But you Uh, didn't know the depth of it, TJ? Well, I, so he, so I'm listening to the bite marks or and he's, he's, he's talking about going out and finding the dog dead and he's cleaning it up and his wife thinks it still might be a chance. It's still alive. And so he calls our buddy and his daughter is a vet tech and he rolls it up in a towel and takes it over there and sets it down on the, on the table at, at his buddy, at our buddy's house and, and opens up the towel and his daughter, the vet tech standing there and she looks at it and she looks at him and she starts laughing and says, yeah, that's a dead dog right there. <laughs> and he's telling she the thought story. there was going to be an injured. She thought yeah. there was going to be an injured dog, uh, you know, and the, the real uh, funny, not get okay. the tragic of all, part of this whole thing. Yeah, this is tragic. It's, it's, it's not funny. So now every time I go over to uh, this guy, that, that's house, pretty damn funny. I'm sorry. I don't care who <laughs> you are. That's funny right there. And now every time I go over to the guy's house, his dog, the only person in the world that his dog gets mad at, shakes and barks and runs away from is me. And we think she was traumatized by a dead dog and a towel that comes swinging in the back and she now looks at dead dog and and thinks you know beefsteak and so now she looks at me she gets this underlying oh my god i'm scared i'm gonna be next in the towel i think but she she can't stand it they they're thinking about putting her in therapy but i was going to tell you that you, you were talking dog about, and therapy yeah they've they want to uh, charge me. I, I got the dog her. that needs therapy. If there's a dog that needs therapy, I got one. If there's so, if there's a human that owns a dog that thinks the dog needs to be in therapy, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that it's the human figure in the relationship that actually needs the therapy. Sorry. So I'm Cody, you'll let you like this part. So I, I found <laughs> anybody that would we, offend not listening to this show anyway. So I, I went out um, after I got home from hunting that weekend, I went out and we took the dog and we found that dead dog. So it was, yeah, he used bite marks used over the Spartacus, your favorite bird dog code. He used Spartacus. You used, yeah. you used your he found one him. dog to find the other dead dog. Yeah, isn't that ironic? And he did. He found him, and it was on the side of a an embankment in the de- in the grass there. So, and it was cold, and so I said, I can't show my wife this dog. I have to clean it up. So I bring it over to where the side of the house, front porch, where the hose is, and I start spraying it down. And you know, to you got to with all that dried blood and mud, you got to kind of push on it as you as you're trying to squeeze all that stuff out of the uh out of the hair of the dog Mm. and my wife comes out and she sees that and she looks at it and what happened was every time i'd push hard to clean up uh you know i'd push on the hide in order to clean it up and push forward 
um, and rinse the water through, the the tongue would go blue, 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 and it would come out and its eyes would bug out. Okay. So you can imagine. Okay. Okay. No, I'm okay. saying it, it looked like it was alive. And so she was up and swore, that thing is alive. I know it. And so that's how that whole thing got started. Mm. So never clean a uh, never clean a dog. Yeah, so, I, um, in front of your wife that's dead. Thank you um, for that, Beef. We appreciate the details of that, and I'm sure our listening audience they'll be watching your Facebook page for more details and photographs uh, and Reels. photos. Hey, McBride's Guns, the way society pounds on our right to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops and the one we trust with our constitutional rights. That's McBride's Guns, family-owned and operated, local, full-service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carrier, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. They got youth model. They can help you with your personal care. You find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them 472-3532 or online at mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns, well, that's our hometown gun shop. We'll talk a little fishing on the flip side. Plus, we got news the weird as if this entire show hasn't been weird so far. <laughs> yeah, oh, I thought you we get it only did that. One place, yes. uh, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Howdy, everybody. Kevin Fowler here, hanging in the bunkhouse with my buddies TJ and Cody Ryan, only on the Outdoor Zone. I'm All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Our buddy's over at oh, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Uh, big news, 0% financing for 72 months is back right now during our President's Day sales event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter on a 22 Lone Star quad cab. You heard it right. 0% financing for 72 months and back is back. And financing savings alone, that's $12,967 in average finance savings. Been thinking about electric on Jeep 4xEs. This is your last call for the $7,500 tax credit. You must take delivery by 3123. President's Day sales event savings have already started from your Ram and Jeep experts in Austin for best selection. And now Maxwell's promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see the experts in Central Texas at the now Maxwell Supercenter, 62183 in Austin or online anytime at now Maxwell Supercenter.com. Man, oh man, I don't even know where to start, but if you're in the, if you, pay any attention to the world of fishing whatsoever it's on baby it is on like donkey kong it is happening whether it's uh tournament bass fishing whether it's local uh national or i mean look at these records that were caught um i know you had mentioned uh tj that you'd sent over some uh some share Damn lunkers cricket, that have been dude. weighed in and caught and uh that's not even i mean those that's not even the biggest one the state record was almost broken the other day on like ohiv with a over a 17 pounder one of the top five or six fish in the 
state ever caught was can uh, you imagine going there to in. try and fish right now <laughs> so they had to it was kind of an interesting story so i'm friends with the guy that that caught this 17 pound bass over 17 pound bass on uh the other day on lake ohiv which is the big fish place right now you know every every lake and kind of goes in cycles and we're lucky in texas that we usually have one on an up cycle at some point where big fish are just being caught and for the last couple of years it's been ohiv out far west texas man it's it's a it's real close to nothing and uh so you gotta you gotta intend to go to ohiv you don't just That's accidentally crazy. show up there but uh it's it's pumped out several bass over 13 pounds which is our sherlunker class here in texas they're you know the legacy the sherlunker class now i guess they got some different sherlunker levels and stuff now but it's the legacy class and uh a 17 pound bass the guy uh I, I guess had a couple different weights on it at different times you know whether it was like 17 8 17 9 or whatever the whatever the weights were exactly they had to use the lower weight for the official weight because while they were waiting on the uh the uh fisheries department to come get the fish and test the fish and do all that stuff from the texas parks and wildlife fisheries department they uh kept or put the fish into a um tank right a holding tank mm -hmm. that was a minnow tank holding minnows uh -huh. <laughs> and so even yeah. though you know it's very unlikely that that fish actually ate any of the minnows being that it you know it's it's stressed at that point right you know it's been caught and yeah, transported he's hide and, out in the corner or something yeah right? he's just gonna sit there for a minute and try and get his bearing set right before he goes plowing on a bunch of minnows but it, it and it was only a couple ounces or whatever but it uh was kind of funny that that was the scenario that they had to agree <laughs> on was well we have to use the lower weight that did you he know, take it to like the a bait shop or something because there I is a marina sure there that has an official scale that they've had uh -huh. and that's the place you take them i guess they have to be Whatever. certified right yeah it has to be a certified scale and all that so the marina there uh has a scale but i just thought that was funny it's like <laughs> oh man if he wouldn't have you know he would have been a his fish would have been his fish would have placed even higher you know, as far as record goes, I think. So that was kind of, kind of a weird deal. Uh, professional bass fishing, the tournament trails, both going on the, uh, major league fishing bass pro tour ended yesterday on, uh, Kissimmee in Kissimmee, Florida with Chris Lane winning, which you haven't heard that name in a while. I thought it was interesting. There's a lot of talk about uh, the the major league fishing format changed this year yet again to the best five fish now it's still catch way release but it's the best five fish uh format rather than every fish counts and i think it's kind of interesting to see who made it and uh made the top 10 and then ended up winning some names maybe we haven't seen as often 
in years past uh, with the every fish counts versus your best five, you know, catching big, bigger fish. Uh, Chris Lane wins. We hadn't seen that name in a while. He's previous Bassmaster Classic winner back in the day. And his brother fishes Russell, uh, you know, uh, uh, his brother is actually fishing the uh, Bassmaster Opens to try and qualify again or requalify uh left the bass pro tour to try and requalify for the uh bassmaster elites so kind of an interesting deal there but uh so uh chris lane wins in the last like 60 seconds of the day catches a five and a half pounder and and actually wins the tournament and the beats out mark davis an old legend that's been in the Mark world davis yeah that's uh no kidding been in the been in the game for a long time but yeah well wasn't mark davis like wasn't he, isn't he part of that whole um uh, the founders of of that wasn't was mark davis i don't have there? any idea who founded major league that's a, that's i don't an think old so name. that's an yeah. old name it is it is but good He's, for him to see you know an old timer see you know these guys it, it really makes me wonder the difference in uh weigh every fish and uh, just your five big fish that's a really interesting thing that these guys uh, yeah it'll be come I mean, to the it, surface it'll be very interesting to see how it plays out throughout the throughout the season you know which one if, do you like cody ryan well i think it's prefer? i I personally would have done better with probably every fish counts. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I've, I've never not, I've just not been a very good five fish tournament <laughs> angler, uh, as my stats suggest, but every, I know five fish better and, you know, most tournament people know five fish better, your best five fish. Um, mm-hmm. we all, that's the game we've played forever so i don't know there's two sides to it um bassmaster elite series the final day is going on right now so pardon me if i don't pay any attention to y'all for the rest of the show (laughs) bassmaster live is on and they are on lake okeechobee which i was on uh just last week or whatever two weeks ago it was directly before the bassmaster elite series their practice started the day our tournament ended uh, which was kind of interesting uh, for the major league fishing invitationals that I'm fishing. And, uh, but our old buddy Clark Winlet sitting in third place going into the final day. He's had a couple big, big days the last couple days. So it'll be fun to watch and see if he can make it through to the, to the final and pull one off. But old Clark Winlet's up there, uh, old Steve Kennedy and Brandon, Co- a lot of, a lot of, a lot of names that you see, uh, you know, back in the day, but also some new names up there in the top ten. It'll be it'll be fun to watch and see what happens here for the uh, last day of the Bassmaster Elite Series on Lake Okeechobee, and just fun to see how they're catching them. Being that I was just there last week fishing a tournament, and a big old wave of fish boy moved up while these guys are there. It's it's amazing to see, uh, you know some of these big fish that have moved in and, uh, and they're catching some big bags. I mean, 20, you know, 25 pounds, 
they had like 30, 30 bags over 20 pounds or 25 bags over 20 pounds or something like I mean, that. Some of that stuff. One of the days. I remember that time they, they had the tournament on, was it Falcon or was it was somewhere? I think it was Falcon where they were. Uh, I think it was Brent, uh, Brent, Brent, Brent. Um, but somebody brought in like, you know, five, 10 pounders or five, nine pounders or something like that. It's just some just ginormous weight. And you just think, Oh my gosh, how could you, I mean, how, how can a boat even carry those in the live? Well, I mean, how do you even like that seven ten you, that you had, you know, how does that even fit in a live? Well, yeah, well, it's, it's funny. I was thinking that same thing after I had that near eight pounder in the live well and thinking, man, you can catch five of these. How, how would you fit them though? All in your live? Well, like uh, how would they fit? It's a bad problem uh, to have, right? Yeah, it would be a great, I would love to try. So, so but no, you... it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that Falcon tournament. Cause this was, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years, 20, probably 20 years ago. And the bass, the, uh, Bassmaster elites, uh, FLW has been down there in the past too, but the Bassmaster elites in a, uh, went down to Lake Falcon and had an absolute smash fest 20 years ago. And guys still talk about that. They were like, man, this is the greatest day I've had. You know, I actually heard that on stage this week from some of these guys It's the greatest, um, uh, you know, that's the biggest bag of fish I've had since Falcon, you know, 20 years ago at the Bassmaster yeah. elite series, or, you know, that was, you know, the biggest fish I've weighed in, in a, in a tournament since we were down at Falcon 20 years ago. I mean, I heard a, a, several of those comments this week and just thought it was pretty funny that, uh, you know, that was the comparison. So, Hey, well, I'll tell you what's it was not a, funny. It, I'll tell you what's not funny. It was a smash fest that day. Yes. That weekend. It was. I'll tell you what's not funny is, uh, healthcare and affordable health care for your family. Finding affordable, top-quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. But Altrua HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. I have my family covered with uh, Altrua. I'm actually carrying the name of Altrua across the country as we fish and uh, travel the country telling people about a great option. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow account and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. Super easy. Go on and see how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, coming up, we'll uh, we do have news of the weird. We'll talk about it. On the flip side, you get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse, twenty four seven, three sixty five at theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with the Bone Collector, and you're listening to T.J. Cody Ryan and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned in to The Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor radio show, and 
maybe, maybe your favorite podcast every week. We're a recorded live podcast available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, beef. Hey, you know, this weekend driving to KOZ, we drove my wife's Durango. And, you know, I only trust Sun Automotive Service to do my vehicle repair on my wife's vehicle. You know, it's tough to find a mechanic that you trust. And we use our friends at Sun Automotive Service. They've been a family-owned and operated auto service and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do. And we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Want to know where to go? Well, I go to 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to Sun Auto Service. Com. Thank you, Beef. All right, now it's time for your news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So, a couple of pretty good news of the weirds. Um, I hadn't heard this in a while. Albuquerque, New Mexico, a Bengal tiger cub found by Albuquerque police in a dog crate last month now has a new home in Colorado. Uh, authorities, Colorado, Sorry. Colorado, Albuquerque Rado. police officers served a search warrants on January 10th on two residents in response to tips that a tiger was being illegally held at one of them. Authorities spotted a blood trail and followed it to an unlocked trailer, and that's where the tiger was found. Hey, make- before this story started, you said, I haven't heard this in a while. <laughs> and so I am I just want to understand what you haven't heard about this in a while is this like is this a story you've heard before is there an element to this story that you that was kind of a reference of? to the tiger king <laughs> okay. yeah i thought okay. so all right yeah. well carry on all right okay. carry on i was curious like this is like a normal thing it's been a couple of weeks since I heard the old tiger story. <laughs> you know, the tiger cub in a couple moving of weeks. around, uh, New Mexico bans residents from keeping tigers as pets and federal law now prohibits private owners from keeping tigers as pets for breeding purposes. Uh, they can grow up to 400 pounds with long claws that can easily kill. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they don't know where the tiger came from. They are going to have to do some genetic testings, testing, and a lot of that stuff. Though their genetics, you can track where they came from because a lot of the zoo animals, a lot of when they they get a tiger now, they DNA test them and they put them in that database. Yeah. See. Uh huh. And you get think the government? You don't think the government wants to do that to us? I'll tell they you. Can what. Track us. They know I'll where we you. came from. 
They know everything about us. They want to, dude, it's, you know, I, after it, it ain't uh, no conspiracy no more, bro. Uh, no, I'll tell you, Cody, I'll tell you after you started talking about that, I hadn't given it much thought, but after you started talking about what happens to that DNA, when you offer it freely yeah, to those companies that everybody just wanted to send it in, send it in. You don't think big brother's not collecting your information for and later. Just think, and just think about the, uh, the marker, the DNA marker that was inserted in you during the COVID, you know, injection program, maybe inserted into insert you. In I'm a me. clean, I'm a clean blood, baby. You, I'm you're a clean, clean blood. You know, I'm there's going to be a blood. movie like a horror movie someday where there's the guys that are clean and the ones that got a shot Yeah, and they're warring against each other. Right. I think they already have it. What's the one with the, uh, what's the series that everybody watches oh. with the uh uh the people Laugh. that walk walk around and eat the other people what's that called uh that was uh, filmed in austin oh man no Last i'm talking one. about yeah the zombie one zombies yeah. yeah zombies i think that's that show is already out it's well, already think, been yeah. filmed it's yeah the, they i think they the call them bloods. democrats they call them democrats <laughs> no, oh <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we are going down a dark, dark path here. We can no, take we're just, I was just thinking, so, you know, they, they use the DNA and it's so accurate now and it's so, um, and they just put this, they just turn your DNA into an electric electronic or these tigers DNA into this electronic numbers thing. And they put it in a computer and so they can track this tiger came from this tiger or this this person came from this person or you know yeah they can they it, it, and if you don't think they're not already tracking you by your cell phone and what you're putting in oh Google my goodness they know everything about you come on what do you yeah. trying to think yeah do they know where you're hunting and what you're doing is you think they you got your phone with stuff? you you yeah. got your phone with you yeah they absolutely know exactly where you are nobody uses those uh walkie talkies anymore right Rocky talkies, walkie talkies. No, I'm I saying Rocky a... talkies is the brand that everybody uses now. And they are, they are used a lot of, a lot of people use them in the mountains. Rocky, Rocky talkies. talkies. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, they're a pretty big deal. If you're not sponsored by him, then if you're not watching, oh if you're not a, a mountain person, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, I just called, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine last week and he just got back from argentina it wasn't peru uh chile he got just got back from chile where he bought a ski resort and the mountain behind his ski resort is seventeen thousand feet so how much seventeen thousand. our high points in a, in the wow. u.s are 14 the high point behind is so anyway you know me i'm oh a mountain hmm, i wonder how long it takes to hike up that thing Hmm. I wonder. Hey, Cody. I My thought to tell is, you, do they have a helipad? I might need a rocky talkie. <laughs> a rocky talkie. <laughs> hey, that series you were talking about is called The Last of Us. No, I was talking about the zombies. Yeah. No, that the zombie one, where, one. No, the one that everybody watched for years, and that's all they talked about. Yeah, zombie. The TV show, the zombies. What is that? I, I don't know. The new one that's on Prime is The Last of Us. Walking Dead. Walk, oh, the walking dead. Jeez, okay. the guy with oh, the bat holly. with the bob wire wrapped around the bat oh i don't yeah. know i never watched it what? i never watched it 
I didn't. I didn't ever watch it. We watched. It. I prefer to. I prefer if I'm going to use my time watching something that it be of educational value and that I on, can learn or on something. Hallmark Channel. Yeah, Hallmark no, so, or bass fishing. It's funny. So I got kind of a funny. Yeah, bass fishing too. Kind of a funny story. So the last speaking of, and this really has nothing to do with anything other than I realized it this morning. Uh, the last, the past week. So usually I'll, if I do watch TV, it's like a, I'll find a docu-series, you know, documentary series or something that I'll watch. I, I love watching documentaries. And so, and I really, strangely enough, I'm not like a huge sports guy. You know, I don't like follow basketball games and football games. Did you games watch and, any part of the Super Bowl? No, I never even turned it on. Never even saw uh, So I'm not, a, I'm not a big, I didn't even know it was, I didn't even know what was going on, to be honest. Uh, no, it was <laughs> the day before I'd driven 19 and a half hours. The last oh, thing right. I was worried that's about right. was watching Sorry. a football game, a foosball game. But I do love, I used to love pre-marriage and in my single days on Sunday afternoons, I would turn on golf, whatever golf tournament was on. And I would lounge around, take a nap and eat and sleep and watch golf. Like I loved <laughs> it. And I'm not even a big golf player, right? I don't even play golf, but, uh, I, I mean, I have, have in the past or whatever, but I hadn't played in 20 years, but I still love to watch the game. I, I enjoy the game of golf to watch it. As weird as that sounds, you know, I see a crossover between that and and fishing, like bass fishing. You're kind of all by yourself. You only can count on you. Every little thing counts and makes a difference. Your setup, your approach. Um, You got to think about everything as your ball spin and which one to hit when and the wind. And so there's a, a new documentary series that came out uh this week on uh it's like eight episodes or something on uh these different golfers you know making the tours and you know whether it be a couple of them went to the live tour and a couple of them are playing pga and all that and it just follows a couple of them uh each episode follows like two different golfers right the funny thing is i realized i haven't finished one episode uh, I've fallen asleep to every single episode because my body is trained from 20 years ago, watching golf on Sunday afternoons. How perfect that oh uh, I would take naps and watch golf. I can't make it through 20 minutes. Uh, it's the greatest it. And it's a series, you know, a docu-series that I want to watch, but I can't make it through them. I You're gonna have make to... it through a full air series. I fall asleep. It's like my body is trained to fall asleep during golf. So that okay. is that is too dang good. It is. I'll tell you what else is too dang good, and something that I actually I had little washers that I needed for my boat for a little part for my boat. I went on Parts View last week, ordered them, got them this week, got them installed. Partsview.com, our new partners here at the Outdoor Zone, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. It's an online uh, one-stop shop for all your boating needs. Uh, they've got over 200,000 products on their uh, from the marine industry's leading brands like Starbright, AFCO, Turning Point, but also OEM, Yamaha, Mercury, Suzuki, 
as well as Maricruiser parts and products right there on their website. They, uh, they'll help you find exactly what you need. They got handy maintenance kits. If you need to do maintenance, I know it's that time of year. You're going to start thinking about getting that boat out. Beef steak, that uh, annual trip that you take your boat on, you need to get your boat tuned up, get the oil changed, get everything done on it, spend all that money on that boat uh, that you use once or twice a year. So uh, go on, parts go on. get your maintenance kit, and get that thing tuned up, baby. Uh, man, it's just so simple and it's nice to have a place that you can go and you can feel safe, uh, getting exactly what you need for your boat. You can go see some videos on there. They've got videos, links and articles, and I've got some new, uh, articles up and some new videos up on, um, probably I joke that it's the most boring topic in boating about boat lighting, but it's important. You got to have that stuff work if you want to be on the water. So go see our friends at partsview.com, P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. All right, coming up next, Game Warden Field Notes. You get it only in one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. So, well, you can buy me a boat. This is T-Roy Bruce Orr, listening to the Outdoor Zone. They call me Redneck, White Trash, and Blue Collar. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Zone Regulators. Here in the bunkhouse, the Outdoor Zone, we're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store. Fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, and even delicious bass post your shopping pictures on our facebook page the outdoor zone the outdoorzone.com hey our friends this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends over at keystone bank keystone bank is your local community bank where local matters come join us uh, the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Banking at your fingertips, anywhere, anytime. To learn more or get started with the Keystone account, visit one of our locations in person, 11,500 B Caves Road, West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone.bank for all the information. We love our buddies over at Keystone Bank. We work with them all the time. And... Appreciate them for being a part of the outdoor zone. Now it's time for our game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes. So when we, when we talk about uh, game warden field notes, a lot of times I just go straight into crazy things that are going on and that our law enforcement has to deal with in the uh, national parks and state parks and 
stuff around the country. And well, I was thinking about the parks department recently and I, and I read this news article. Um, I think this was part of the information, um, beef that you sent out mm-hmm. in the information download. And, uh, it was about Texas parks and wildlife and how they handled this situation. And I was kind of wanting to get y'all's take on it. So, a Texas state park is set to permanently close after this month to be turned into a multi-million dollar development. A state representative is trying to prevent that, filing a bill to allow the state to acquire the land through eminent domain. Fairfield Lake State Park, located in Freestone County, about 70 miles west, east of Waco, will permanently permanently closed February 28th after more than 50 years of public use. Vista Energy owns the land and leases it to the state at no cost. Now the company has given the state 120 days to vacate before the land is turned over to a new owner. That new owner's Todd Interest plans to transform the park into an exclusive community with multi-million dollar homes, a private golf course, according to the Dallas Morning News. So it was an old cold plant lake, an area. This mm-hmm. private company owned it, and they kept leasing it to the state of Texas so the state could use it when it wasn't being used anymore for the coal plant or this part of it wasn't being used for the coal plant. And the state spent a bunch of money developing it, kind of you know making it into usable for people to use. A great deal for the state, great deal for, for everybody. Um, the Vista people knew their land was getting taken care of well. And, um, and now they want to sell it because somebody wants to buy it. And the state said, wait, 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 wait. We don't want you to do that. We're going to use our political powers to stop this and turn it, uh, use eminent domain to, take it so in one case remember that place we used to hunt that was uh going to be a master plan community uh for housing development tj and uh down by san marcus yep and and i mean i remember talking to them and and basically i think the concept was they weren't ready to build or invest the money and so they put it on hold and let it become a wildlife conservation and all of that for what 20 years or something then boom all of a sudden okay that's it it's over it's now time to build houses and we're ready for this community it's like they were putting it on ice and having somebody else take care of it and not have to pay for the taxes and you look at how much money they spent it says that the texas parks and wildlife invested more than 70 million dollars in the development it's a and operation beautiful park people use it for fishing and camping and hiking it's a beautiful they've developed a beautiful park 80,000 80,000 visitors a year that's a and lot it's being shut down or it's want they want to just sell it so in one way you'd say it's their right to do that correct yeah, absolutely. It's their right, the landowner, to say, "Hey, I'm selling it. It's my dirt." But it's 
but it's not right. The intentions of letting somebody put $70 million into something. Hey, they uh, made that choice. I People lease deer leases all the time and go out there and build buildings and do all kinds of stuff. Cody will tell you he's seen them. He's been on those ranches where they spend a million dollars or a half a million dollars on a lodge. And it's a deer lease. They can pull the, you know, it's a three year deer lease or whatever. And they, yeah, that's the problem is, you know, without ownership, without the state owning it and them leasing it, that it's just a, I mean, unless there's a, you know, a hundred year lease or something on it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a volatile thing. We, well, we it, all know that we've all been in situations where we've hunted somewhere that was a temporary deal and things change or move my or whole hunt meaning a temporary a deal temporary is deal yeah like you know the <clears throat> son uh you know in uh, becomes uh interested in hunting so your rights on that place disappear because the son of, of the owner wants to start hunting it right and it's just like it is what it is i mean we've had all kinds of situations you know over the and years you had a you had a big board of directors. You had a, you had a bunch of people making the decision to spend $70 million through the parks and wildlife department. You had a bunch of people who said, okay, spend that money on that park that we don't own. That was not just some guy, you know, that was your, that was all the decision makers and parks and wildlife. And I'm not, I, look, I I'm, I'm for wild spaces. You know, I, I'm a huge advocate. At the same and, time, uh, it's it's without ownership, though you don't you don't have it's that private land control thing. You know, yeah. that's you got to protect those folks too. Now, now one one thing I think, if I read this release correctly, that the uh, the state is offering them what the developer was going to give them or at least really close similar dollar numbers. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't give the, it doesn't build the big facility. It doesn't build this, you know, uh, the County looking at it doesn't give that County that tax base that they were looking at. Yeah. So I don't lots know. Of it, parts and pieces to that private land ownership needs to be, you know, that's what makes America America. Or Texas, and, Texas, for sure. Absolutely. And we got to be <laughs> careful, careful, careful with that. Yeah. Hey, we got a whole nother hour of the Outdoor Zone on the flip side. So stick around, hang out with us, get your coffee refilled. We'll be right back with the Outdoor Zone. You can find us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.